Hey everybody, what's up? It's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about like how staying busy always isn't always the best thing, but being productive is. So we're going to be talking a little bit about, as leaders, why we want to be productive and not busy. Give theme song. We'll be right back in just a minute. The big question is this. How are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. So this is going to be a wicked cool podcast. Um, you know, I might tie a video to this podcast, which would be like a drive over like the mountains or something like that. So, because, you know, who doesn't love driving through the Rocky Mountains in the middle of winter? But anyways, let's, uh, well, I'll play that one by ear. So what we're going to chat about today is like why you don't want to be busy but you want to be productive and how to be productive without being busy. Now, there's a couple things that I want to chat about with this. The first thing is that everybody is busy. Like everybody is busy. And so you don't want to be one of those people that is just always busy. You want to be somebody who's ultra productive. And I've actually made it a point that when somebody asks me how I am, how's your day going, what's going on, you know, what have you done today? I never say I'm busy, right? If there, if somebody's like, man, dude, how's it going today? How's life? Busy? I'm never, I never say yes. I never say, yeah, busy. Or somebody's like, man, how's things going? I, I, I just don't ever want to say busy. I want to be one of the 1% that's not busy all the time, right? And what I mean by that is like, if I say I'm busy, I'm going to be busy. In my mind, it puts my mind into this mental funk that I'm busy. And what does busy mean? Busy means I'm not productive. means I've got a lot on my plate. means I'm overwhelmed. means there's this or that or all this other stuff going on. And so out of everything that I could say, when somebody asks me how, how I'm doing, how's my day, what's going on, how have I been, I never say the word busy. And actually, I always say I'm great, ex- ecstatic, astounding phenomenal, amazing. Like I don't even use the word good anymore. I don't tell people I'm good because good is lame. I don't want to be good. I want to be outstanding. I want to be phenomenal. I want to be amazing. I want to be any one of those things, but I do not want to be good and I don't want to be busy. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like what busy is. So busy is like, I don't know. How do you explain it? Busy, busy is, is what you tell yourself when you want people to think you've got a lot going on. And and in the working world, I'm, I'm going to say the 98% of the population who are drifters, if you go back to Napoleon Hill's uh, Outwitting the Devil, he talks about drifted versus driven. If you haven't read that book, 100% recommend Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil, one of my favorite books. Read it a couple times a year. It's, it's on my bookshelf. Um, would love to have something phenomenal of it first edition at some point but they didn't they didn't actually produce this book until the 2000s even though it was written in the in the 30s because uh his wife was scared of what it would do to his career 
because of, of what was in it and how it was written. But anyways, back to the point. He talks about how there's drifted drifters, people who drift along aimlessly. They don't have you know definiteness of purpose, and there's driven the people who go out and get stuff done. And and I think that the majority of the population, I agree with Napoleon Hill, that they're drifters. They they're not driven. If the world was driven, if the majority of the world was driven, guess what? We would have way more businesses, way more people never giving up when things get hard, when they're in a pile of debt, and and they can't hardly make payroll or they can't do this we have people giving up but but that's you know that's that's the drifted they give up when that happens the driven know they have a purpose they know they have a passion they're driven to hit that passion anyways <sighs> tangent sorry guys shiny object i'm still getting better at this Go, getting back to like busyness i think the drifters like to say they're busy because they like people to think that they've got a lot going on they like people to think that they've that they're just like crazy busy and that's what makes them feel important whereas the driven people figure out a way to live life have balance in that life and still kill it right and still move on and still grow and and they're not busy. They don't tell themselves how busy they are. Because guess what? Every time you say you're busy, you're just giving yourself an excuse not to do something. Oh, I can't do it. I'm busy. Oh, I can't make that birthday party. I'm busy. Oh, I can't take on this new customer. I'm too busy. Oh, I can't go to this trade show. I'm too busy. Oh, I can't do this training I said I'd do. I'm too busy. Oh, I can't drive here. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I can't spend time with my wife because quality language is our time. I'm too busy. I've got too much going on. We don't want to be busy, right? Because when you're busy, what happens? You're not fulfilled. You're not happy, right? You're busy, okay? Now, it's good to have things to do and it's good to keep moving, but there's a difference between keeping moving and being busy, all right? Now, what, what I want to do is I want to take a second as a leader and I want you to ask yourself, when somebody asks you how you're doing, how's things going, what have you been up to lately? Oh man, I've been so busy I can't keep up. Is that what you say? Or do you say, dude, it's been so good. I've had so much time to do things that really need to get done. I've just got to find time to get more done in every single day, right? Like I wish you were six of me. <laughs> The, the truth is, is like most of us probably say, well, I've been so busy. I've been so busy, right? And we don't want to be busy. We don't want to be busy at all. We actually want to be not busy. <laughs> we we want to be productive, okay? So the, the next thing I want you to do as a leader is I want you to think about who you surround yourself with because this makes a huge difference as well. And I want you to think about the answers you've given in the past, okay? So when in the past, when somebody asks you what you're doing, if you say you're busy, you're giving yourself that excuse. Just just throwing that out there. You're giving yourself an excuse if you say, oh, I'm busy, I can't do it. Oh, I'm too busy. Well, I can't make that happen. Oh, that'll never be good enough, right? So I want you to think about that for a second, okay? Number, number two is when you're thinking about the answer you used to give, I want you to think about what answer you're gonna give now to get your mind, to trick your mind into saying, oh, I'm not busy, I got more time, right? I got more time, I just I just gotta do stuff in my downtime, right? I gotta utilize this time when I'm not doing anything else to get something done, 
Okay? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like, if if you're driving, okay, and that's downtime. You're not doing anything when you're driving. Okay? Well, you're driving. You're paying attention to what you're doing. But if you already know how to drive and you're super comfortable doing it, you're not doing much while you drive. Would you agree with that? Because you're on autopilot, right? And when we're on autopilot, guess what? We can do other things. We can listen to music. We can sing songs. We can get ourselves in the right mood. We can turn off music. We can, we can, we can like pep ourselves up. We can listen to a book. We can learn something. We can do recordings. We can do all kinds of other stuff while we drive because we're comfortable and competent at what we're doing. Now, you're not going to tell a 16-year-old who just got their license or a 15-year-old who's just learning how to drive, you're not going to tell them, hey, I need you to start, you know, changing the station and setting the temperature while you drive. And, And I'm not telling you to do that either, but I'm saying we do it, right? As people, we do it because we're comfortable driving. We're competent driving, okay? But but it's something we do every day, okay? And and the other thing to think about with that is, is like, what can you do on autopilot? So like my wife, Jenna, phenomenal, phenomenal. She's absolutely amazing. She inspires me every day. Her attitude is so great. She does a great job keeping me on track and keeping me moving forward. And she's just so amazing at what she does. But she is one of those people that, for, for the longest time, Jenna didn't like doing some of the stuff around the house, right? Because it was mind-numbing. It was boring. And it was really hard for her to do it. And then she had this mind shift change, okay? So she got really into Marie Kondo. Huge shout-out to Jenna. Huge shout-out to Marie Kondo. Huge shout-out to Napoleon Hill, who's dead. But, you know, all these people were mentioned in this. But anyways, um, she got into Marie Kondo. And she saw her joy for organization. And Jenna started getting more organized. She started loving what she was doing. She started getting into this. And she started listening to Marie Kondo books. She started plugging into the book um, and different books like that when she would do cleaning and organizing and stuff like that. So she took something that she didn't love doing, okay, which was like cleaning, right? I know very few people love cleaning. I know that I don't love it. I love being organized, but I don't necessarily love organizing, right? I love being in compliance, but I don't necessarily love getting there. I love, you know, make a podcast, but I don't necessarily love the process to make the podcast of like the brainstorming, the idea and stuff like that. I love shooting videos, but I don't necessarily love the fact of like putting myself out there in front of the world. So she took something that she didn't love, okay, cleaning, and she made it fun. By allowing herself to um, listen to a book and learn and grow. And so Jenna, Jenna has this thing. She goes, I listen to one self-help book and five pleasure books. Then I listen to one self-help book and five pleasure books. And like I read a lot of books a year. I'm, this year so far, it, it's it's the first quarter of the year I probably read 25 books, 20 books. Maybe 15. Don't let me exaggerate. I'll bet Jenna reads three times as many books as I do. Okay? Because she's found a way to enjoy doing 
what she's doing every day by doing, by like, she found a way to absorb while she's doing a task that doesn't take much mind power. Tony Robbins calls this net time, no extra time. I've, I've taken that term as well. He coined it, but I use it constantly as net time because people ask me like, Dan, how do you get so much done? You're constantly going, you're constantly doing this, you're constantly doing that. I said, well, it's all about net time. It's all about no extra time. What do you do when you're doing something that takes no extra time? And the truth is, is I use that as, is that that's my net time. And I'm doing stuff during that net time, the entire time, the entire way, right? Like no questions asked. I'm always doing something that deals with net time. Okay. So if I'm driving, I'm listening to a book. I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm learning while I drive. I'm not just like mind blowing, listening to music all the time. I'm listening to something that's helping me grow. Right. I, I got to be honest with you, like we're talking about being busy here and it kind of turned into like net time and using time and making stuff fun and, and not being busy, right? But like whenever I used to travel for work all the time, and I've told you guys this story, I used to travel, I, I would download videos, right? Like I got to give me a two-in-one computer, a tablet so that I could download videos on it and I didn't have to shut it down for landing and takeoff. I could have it open the whole time, be tuned into it, be plugged in, right? No big deal. And, uh, and what I learned was like after after a year and a half of that I was I was bored out of my ever loving mind watching sitcoms and movies and crap like that and I was like man I gotta do something new so then I started listening started watching started listening to podcasts then I started taking notes on a podcast I was listening to then I started listening to books and I took 16 hours a week that I was busy flying I wasn't flying myself I was behind the sticks I was sitting in freaking you know economy flying right but my point is, is that like I took that no extra time when I was busy and I created more time to be productive. Do you see the difference? I was already busy, already busy, but now I'm productive. Being productive is so much better than being busy. You guys getting this? You picking this up? picking up on laying down here you don't want to be busy you want to be productive we're all busy stay at home moms busiest people i know busiest people i know sometimes not the most productive a lot of times they're more productive than people who work at the office though we can be busy eight hours a day 40 hours a week and not be productive the question isn't are you busy the question is are you productive, right? And as a leader, are you being productive with your time? We all have the opportunity to be productive. We all have the opportunity to grow and learn in that in that time we're losing, right? When we're doing something else that doesn't take brain power or a lot of brain power. Everything takes brain power, but sometimes we do stuff so much, like washing dishes, we'd be plugged in, not to a TV show, but to a book or podcast, or something fun, right? Or are you scrolling through TikTok sitting on a pot, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? You guys picking up this? Does that make sense? Totally, right? Totally makes sense. Being productive and being busy are two different things, but a lot of times people see them as the same. They see us as 
productive and busyness are the same things. And they're not. So I want to encourage you to take that time when you're busy and be productive. Right? That's that's what Tony Robbins does. That's what Elon Musk does. Russell Brunson. Donald Trump. You don't have to like him. The dude's productive. Gets a lot done. And, and we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Man, we all do. Some people have learned how to get more done than others, though. Right? And and some people are way better at getting more done than others. Okay? What I'm going to say is this. This is my final thoughts. Maybe, unless I get another final thought one. Well, I'm laying this out here. <laughs> you know how I work by now. My final thought is this, guys. Are you busy or are you productive? And if you're busy, how can you quit being busy and start being productive? Because once you get to be productive, oh my gosh, the world opens up, opens up for you. And you'll be like, everybody will be like, dude, I want to be like you. Oh my gosh. So I got to tell you this story. I told you that was a final thought, but I got to tell you this story. Yesterday, I flew home from Kentucky, my own plane. Okay, got a plane, got a pilot's license, multi-engine, blah, blah, blah. We were out there for a trucking show. Um, and and uh, we had a booth set up this trucking show. And let's do a podcast for this. You probably figure out what the trucking show was. It was Matt's Minnemarker Truck Show. But anyways, we're coming home from that. And, um, and, and on the way out there, it took us seven and a half hours to get out there. Eight hours to get out there. It took us ten hours to get home. Ten, eleven hours to get home, actually, with stops. Because we had a huge tailwind on the way out there, or our headwind on the way home. On the way out there, we had this huge tailwind. We had like a thirty mile an hour tailwind the whole way, and so we had wind pushing us thirty miles an hour faster, okay, than than what we were typically doing. So let's say the trip usually takes six and a half hours with no winds. We made it in five and a half hours because we had tailwind. All right, and then let's say that on the way home, it took us ten hours of flight time because at one point we had a seventy-five mile an hour headwind. We took off out of Raton, New Mexico to fly over the mountains to come home, the last leg of the flight. And, and you gotta you gotta understand, my twin, I'm gonna tell you this in miles per hour, knots, knots, not not knots, because they measure airspeed in nautical miles, but I'm telling you mile per hour because that's what everybody knows who's listening to this. So you can kind of put it in perspective. On the way out there, okay, there were times that our airspeed, what we were doing in the air, was was and, and that's like how much how fast you're doing airspeed. Our airspeed was, I don't know, like 180 miles an hour. Okay. We were averaging 180 on the way out there. Our ground speed, what we were doing on the ground because of the tailwind we had pushing us, pushed us up to over 280 miles an hour at times. There were times we had a hundred mile an hour tailwind and it was smooth. It was glassy. It was beautiful, but it was pushing us so we're getting there way, way fast, right? Actually, I think the highest we hit was 267, so don't let me exaggerate. And, and I think that my airspeed was like 200 miles an hour a lot of times when I went at that. So we had 67 mile an hour tailwind. Well, on the way home, we had that same headwind. So instead of doing 180 miles an hour, we were doing 130 miles an hour ground speed. So it took us longer to get home, right? So we had to add an extra stop, and it was a lot of stick time, and it was... It, it was, I was just flat worn out after I got home. I'll be 100% honest with you. My point is, is like, I was busy, but I didn't consider myself productive. 
because, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I didn't consider myself productive. Because I couldn't do anything to better myself for 12 hours it took us to get home yesterday. I was flying the plane, and I'm not a competent enough pilot yet to fly the plane without having constant brain power going for 12 full hours, right? So me, I'm a hyper-productive guy. Like, you can ask anybody on my team. I listen to books at 2X. I get stuff done. Like, I am up at 4 a.m. busting my butt to get stuff going, and I'm hyper-productive, but... Asking by my team, anybody that knows me, they'll be like, Dan is probably one of the busiest guys you know, but never says he's busy. Dan is ultra productive, though. I get more done before 6 a.m. than most people get done all day. I get more more done before noon than a lot of people get done all week, right? So ultra productive is, is 100% the truth. And that's what I call myself is ultra productive. And I want you to aim to be ultra productive as a leader. And the way you be ultra productive is you do what nobody else is willing to do. You bust it out and you get it done, right? And and you get it done in your downtime. So instead of scrolling through TikTok, instead of wasting your time, I'm not telling you don't scroll through TikTok because you got to go see my channel because I got it on there now, okay? Instead of scrolling through Instagram, instead of scrolling through LinkedIn, instead of scrolling through Facebook, figure out a way to turn that, that time into valuable time. So instead of wasted time, turn that, turn that downtime that time where you're not busy, turn it into production and figure out ways to be more productive, right? Figure out tips and hacks and tricks that get you to be ultra productive because that's the key. Like me, I got some tips and I'll do a whole podcast on being ultra productive. Maybe that'll be the next one I do, ultra productiveness, right? That'd be a good one. I'll save that for the next one. So with that, let's wrap up this podcast. It gives me something to talk on, to chew on on the next one. About being ultra productive. So for right now, I just want to say, if you didn't like this podcast, what the heck are you still doing here? What is your problem? Don't be listening to this junk. Get out of here. Don't waste your time. If you did like it, glad you stuck around. Give us a review. Rate us. Right? Give us some love. Share it on social media. Tag me in it at Real Dan Greer. You can do it on TikTok. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I think it's just Dan Uriel or Daniel Greer or Dan Greer. I can't remember. Find me on LinkedIn. Tag me in it. Say Facebook's, it's Daniel Greer. There's about a million Daniel Greers out there. So make sure you find one with me in my family in a picture because I like my family. I like to put them in almost all my pictures. So that's what you're looking for. Not just my pretty face, but the family in most of them. LinkedIn, I think it's just me. But anyways, that's what I want to encourage you to do. Once you go out, share it, have some fun, enjoy it, share it with your team. And I want to leave you on this thought. Okay, are you ready? Final thought. Real final thought this time. Nothing else. Be ultra productive in everything that you do. Get rid of the busyness. Don't ever tell anybody you're busy and they ask you how it's going. How's life? Don't say busy. Go, man, it is awesome. I'm doing great. 